Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Let's Get Real with Becky and Susan. And this is a podcast where we lay it all out on the table. No topic is off limits, where we like to take a look at the good, the bad, and the messy, knowing that God can make any mess into a beautiful thing if we allow him to. Amen. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Let's Get Real. Yes. This is Susan. And I'm Becky. And today... Today we're going to talk about why do we do the things we do. Why do you do what you do? Yeah, I mean... Makes what, me think of that song. The way you do the things you do. do, 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 do. <laughs> You're a better singer than I am. But. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, why do, you, why do you do the things that you do? Yeah, because a lot of times I think that we start off, um, you know, just... I remember even analyzing church I mean when mm-hmm. you're raised up in church you know you just sort of get accustomed to things and yeah you just do them and you maybe not know exactly why you do them or why you believe that way yeah and then you enter a period of time where you're challenged in your beliefs and if you're not really strong and really knowing why you do something then you allow that doubt to creep in mm-hmm. and I think that's what happens to a lot of people um yeah. I know, I, I know that uh, you think about in, in the book of Genesis and in, in chapter 3 where Satan comes in to tempt Adam and Eve, he was getting um, Eve to doubt, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, did God really say this? Mm-hmm. Do you really need to do this? Mm-hmm. And I think in our Christian walk, we need to examine that. Why do we do the things we do? Do we really need to do this? Is this just something we're doing because... Uh, we've heard it's already it's done that way or is it there's some you know some something that we really believe yeah yeah or what's the purpose or the meaning behind it I think there's that story I know Pastor Jerry's told it but I've heard it other places about the um the uh the daughter who's making the ham the ham lady the ham lady yeah and she she you know goes to make the ham and she cuts off the ends and she asks her mom, mom, why do we cut off the ends? And the mom says, I don't know. That's what your grandmother always taught me. And it goes back a couple generations, I think. And the girl finally gets to the source, the oldest woman in her family, and uh, asks her, you know, why do you do that? And she's like, I, I just didn't have a pan big enough to fit the ham. So it was kind of like, you know, if you had a bigger pan, you had no need to cut the right. rest of that ham off. Um, but getting to that source of why... Why do you know, we? Why believe? do you do what you do? Is it just because of habit? I think a lot of it has to do, you know. I mean, God made us fearfully and wonderfully. He made us in our image, but as human beings, we are pretty. Um, we we're adaptable, but we also kind of fall into patterns. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy for us. I think a lot of people, you just kind of fall into the groove of things. You know, whether it's. I get up and read my Bible every day at this time, right. right? You know, I mean, there's a part of it with our biological clock when we, you know, you're tired, you go to bed, you wake up, you know, those type of things. Um, but there's and I think another that carries part. over. There's another part, too. Like, somebody likes to sit in the same seat all the time when they come to oh church. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, mine's and tattooed on the seat, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. But yes, yes. You no. know, people get into those kind of, of things, We're too. We're just creatures of habit, I think, all in all. I mean, we, but yet a lot of us, you know, you do like to shake it up. I think that's partly why we like to shake it up, because you start to go, wait a minute, what am I, you know, why does it have to be this way? I mean, some people. Some people like to stay that way. Some people are very much regimented. You know, they like yeah. to have the same predictability or, you know, they feel secure in that. And it all has its place. But I think, too, a lot of it with church also, I think it has to do with tradition. Yeah. There's a large, like, traditional roots of 
things that. This is what you do. You get baptized. Why do you get baptized? Mm -hmm. Why yeah. do you get baptized, Becky? Why do you get baptized? Yes. Well, you get baptized to um, confess to the world, basically, you know, all of those that are in attendance and whoever would see it, just proclaiming that I've made Jesus Lord of my life. And it's, you know, signifying that your old self is dying and, you know, God is creating you new. And mm -hmm. that's why you get baptized. But people right. do think you get baptized. To get closer to, to Jesus. To get closer to Jesus. Or they think you do it to be saved. Right. Or they think you have to do it to be saved. And that's not what the word God says. No, so. no. Like you said, it's a point of reference that this is what happened in my yeah. life. Yeah. And those like things no longer. Yes, a mm -hmm. public acknowledgement. Yeah. But that's one of those things that people, you know, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Or, they ba I mean, I was baptized uh, as a baby. I grew up in a Methodist church, and so I was sprinkled. Oh, um, yeah. And I remember that was a big deal when I decided when I was 19 and I had... Um, you know, giving my life to Jesus Gone on my down very down to the river, own. man. You went to the river. <laughs> I wish I would be in a river. <laughs> I was in a pool in a church. <laughs> but it was special nonetheless. But, um, but yeah, that was a big deal. I remember my mom and my mom was really like, but we baptized you. You've already been baptized. You know, you don't have to be baptized again. And I was like, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was an right. infant, you know. You didn't make that um, choice. Yeah, I didn't it make a choice. It was a symbol of nothing, really. Right. And my parents, if anything, it was a symbol of my parents. It was more of a dedication mm -hmm. of them committing to me, mm -hmm. even though it's, you know, I know that's not how it's done, but I guess, you know. People do the best with what they've been taught, and I think that a lot of people, out of tradition, they just, you know, oh, that's what you do when you have a baby. Right. You, you, you know, sprinkle them. Sprinkle them with that water and, yeah, you know, but yeah. And we talked about fasting in another one of the podcasts. You know, yeah. You guys yeah. could listen to that. You know, sometimes it's done out of a traditional thing. Yeah. Like, you know, think of Lent, the season that just preceded Easter. Oh, yeah. You know, people, you have to give up something for 40 days. Yeah. And it's just like, well, where'd they get that number, you I know? I have no idea. Yeah. And I used to do Lent. I, I used to do Lent as well. I used to do Lent, and I failed every time. I. <laughs> well, we bad, always had but... this thing where on Sunday you could eat whatever you gave up. Oh, if I would have yes. had that, I really would yeah. have been like, well, better we, off. Yes, but. sure. We made it the distance. I could eat chocolate once a week. <laughs> See, that's what I always, I always gave it. And I always, I always gave it up chocolate. trying to lose weight. I gave up candy altogether. Oh, All okay. candy. So that was part of my thing, probably. I was always going for the bang. But, but once again, I would it's give just up. Like, I would fail every time. Why? Think, what was the point of this? <laughs> yeah, why did you do that? You know, it's just like. Something to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Jesus himself dealt a lot with that, you know, with mm -hmm. his disciples. You know, uh, the f different Pharisees would say, why, does, why doesn't your disciples fast? Why don't they do this? Why aren't they washing their hands? Right. You know, and Jesus was like, you know, it's not the important thing. And it wasn't, wasn't the root issue in our relationship with God. And you need to understand why you do things. You do. Right. You do. My husband and I did that early on. Uh, it was after we were both saved and he had been rebaptized because he had accepted Jesus at a really young age. He grew up in a church where that's mm -hmm. what you did. Um, but as he got older, you know, was doing his own thing and decided to recommit his life and then got baptized. And I actually got baptized with him again. I've been baptized several times. Oh, my. Uh, it was fun, but it was fun to do as yeah. a couple and just to support him in that. Um but all that to say, I remember after that, there was a period of time where there were a lot of questions. We both had a lot of questions about how we had been brought up, what was done with us. And we had two small kids at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, you know, wanting to know, like, 
you know, why did we do these things? What do we want to do? I mean, even with certain holidays or traditions, and yes, mm-hmm. we celebrate Christmas. Yes, we celebrate <laughs> Easter. Do you have a Christmas tree? Yes, I have a Christmas yeah. tree too. No. <laughs> Why? Because I like it and I think it's pretty. Yeah, because there I'm we worshiping go. it at night while I'm naked or something crazy. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but in all, but seriously, seriously, you know, yeah. you have to know why you do what you do, you know, and mm-hmm. what you're placing at a higher place. You know, you have to know what takes more importance than God. You know, because God will reveal some things, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, yeah, are the where are you putting me in your life? Is it, you know, your family's traditional every. I'm probably going to step on a whole lot of toes right now, but that's okay. We have a traditional dinner every Sunday, you know, Mm -hmm. every, and that's important. Family dinner is important. And it's fun. But as your family grows, you know, it's hard and Mm -hmm. people start to change their own, you know, want to have their own traditions Mm -hmm. and they're starting their own family. A lot of people's feelings get really hurt with that, you know, and navigating that can be tricky, but it was like, well, why do we do this? You know, or Mm -hmm. do we want to have this time for our family and just... Navigating all of that, like you said, why do you do what you do? Why do we do? Why do we think? Why do we say the things mm-hmm. that we say? You mm-hmm. know, just trying to be a little more um, thought-provoking about things. Uh, in I'm trying to think of some other things that we do in in the church world. You know, well, why do we have the services the way we have it? I was just thinking yes. that one. Yeah, why do we praise and worship first, or why do we take offering when we do? Why do we? Yeah. Yeah. Any of it. I don't know. Right. And Those it's, are great questions, <laughs> Susan. <laughs> and it's important for us to get some kind of understanding. I mean, offerings to me, giving giving an offering is very important mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. But if you're just giving to give and not realizing um, the the benefits and in the first fruit aspect mm-hmm. of it, it's not really going to be that beneficial. No. You know, because the Bible even says it's a cheerful giver. I was just going to say that, yeah. Right. It's not giving begrudgingly. Right. If you're giving, (laughs) yeah, if you're giving begrudgingly or just, well, this is what we all do, you're not putting any power behind that gift. Mm -hmm. And and there are so many uh, good scriptures that that will show you why you do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and how beneficial it is it is to bring the first fruits onto the Lord that you're it's not like God needs it my Lord you know he has gold on his streets you know yes, it's not yeah. like he he really needs the money but it's just the fact that he wants to bless you and when you're holding on to something in your two little grimy little hands you're mm-hmm. unable to really receive anything else because you're too busy holding that and when you give God control of something. You're really opening yourself up to receive his blessings. And he wants to bless us so very much because he says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's because you're allowing him and, you know, opening yourself up to his goodness. Yeah. And it's not just giving of, I mean, that is a very important part of giving of your finances, but Mm -hmm. it's also of giving of yourself. You know, what have you in your heart or in areas of your life, what have you withheld from God? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you kind of have, like you said, your two little hands on? You know, when your hands are closed. Grimy hands. If I, <laughs> grimy hands, I like it. If I have my two little grimy hands closed, mm-hmm. if you try to give me a present, I'm really not going to be able to receive it because mm-hmm. I don't have hands to reach out and grab it with. And that's the whole you know, if my hands are open to say, here, Lord, you can have it all. You know, take every area you of my life. You can have it I all, knew I, I, Lord. <laughs> every, <laughs> every part of me. my world. world. Yes. Thank you, but Jesus. But seriously, with your hands open and you're not, you know, 
I think sometimes we're like, oh, my hands are open. And we, I think a lot of us do this. Our hands are open in a lot of areas, but there's other areas where we're like, meh. No, you know, yeah, no. Nope. Can't I can't let you have that one. Nope, no. I have to be in control of that. Which is so silly. If it you is. Think about you, it, it is really very silly. silly when you think about it. Yeah, but yeah. I I forgot the 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 thought I had a minute ago. The song has <laughs> the song has out drowned it out. <laughs> yes, but it but, is yeah. it is true. Just knowing and realizing why you do the things that you do, why you believe, why you teach. You know, why do you make your kids come to church? Yeah, or do you make them come to church? Mm-hmm. You know. You yeah, know, some people make the choice to not, and I don't think there's a right, wrong, or indifferent. I think you just, I think that well, we it depends do know. too on conviction. I mean, train up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I do think there's something about setting a precedence and and having. I mean, we have ours come. Our, mine wanna come. <laughs> yes, it's not like Becky's making her kids stay home. No, no. no in fact, come. our kids probably drag us. <laughs> no, no, but they do. Our kids like to, and I'm fortunate. You know, I I think that I'm I'm really thankful for that. Um, mm-hmm. that they have ministries that they like to be a part of and they're growing in. So that's a blessing. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to, now my thought left. <laughs> well, right. the thing too with children is that then they reach the age where they're making decisions for themselves, yes. be it that they've gone away to college or just, you know, yeah. are working. And it's just like, if they don't know why they do the things they do, do if it's not a real thing to them, mm-hmm. then they just sort of stop doing it because mm-hmm. it's like I have other things I can do. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's why it's so vital to to show, oh, I know what I was going to say. I, getting back to the giving part even because yeah. you were saying it's not just the tithes and offering financially. Yeah, I know time. I'm reading um, this this Jewish book on Proverbs, and it, it it's awesome because it mm-hmm. breaks like – uh, every verse of a chapter has its own page, and it has, like, different rabbis that are just expounding on it and just yeah. going into the root words, the Hebrew words, and things like that. And they're even saying, like, um, when you go grocery shopping, the first fruit of that should go to help someone else. You know, it's it's a very conscious thing where you're always, you know, looking to give. Yeah, yeah. And to bless other people and not so much uh, gather onto yourself. So I just wanted to throw that side note in there. I like that. (laughs) Yes, it is good. It's good to realize, you know, and I mean, you think about it, that's what you do when you go to a restaurant and give a tip. Yeah. You know, it's just like you're you're giving some of your money, Mm -hmm. a percentage, which is now even more than a tithe. Is it? Yes, 15 or 20 percent. 15, yeah, 2018, yeah. And tithe is 10 percent. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as a hairdresser, aren't you supposed to get should. tipped? You know what? Interestingly enough, I it's probably half and half. And I remember I had a very, I think, I had a very wise teacher. And when I was learning in cosmetology school, she told us, she said, you are providing a service and you are getting paid for that service no different like and she described it as a doctor she was like she put us up there with doctors she was like if do you go to your doctor and give them a tip no No. so you don't get a tip so i never i had the mentality of never expecting one now i do get them and i but i just i don't know i think it depends on the profession like waitresses and waiters make the less you know their base is less than the minimum wage so that one to me registers more Mm -hmm. than um i don't know well, I know, so, yeah, like, I know I'm debunking uh, my a whole hus- lot, but yes, I had that my husband's that... tattoo shop. Oh, do you tip tattoo? Oh, yes, they have I didn't on know the that. they have on the wall that tipping is not a city in China. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or would it be tipping? So that is their suggestion. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. I didn't it know is that. their suggestion. I've never had a tattoo, so I don't know those things. Yes. But huh? So they they uh, suggest that. But I mean, getting back to that, I mean, you're yeah. giving that. But you're just giving, yeah. and even yeah, like you know, just looking for ways to give, give of yourself, you know, your time. So you know? another topic: Why do we raise our hands? You know what? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I raise, honestly, I like to move a lot. I don't sit still very well, so I always felt like I was. So you're like dancing and raising your hands. I just like to move. And I guess I grew up in a church where you didn't move, you barely breathed, and okay. there was no clapping, even for the music. Oh, my. It was very, yeah. It, um, no, yeah, the choir would go up, they would sing their songs, and everyone would be really quiet and come down. And I remember one time I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to clap wow. because I really liked the song and it really touched my heart. And I started clapping and I think one person joined me. It was oh. freaky. It was scary. But I did it anyway because I was very happy and I wanted to clap. But, there you go. Um, but I, I but there, there is scriptures in the Bible. There are. Thank yes. you, Becky, yes. for uh, pointing that out. Making a joyful yes. noise. Well, no, it talks about lifting holy of, hands. And lifting holy hands. Lifting yeah, you were talking about the lifting. Lifting holy hands. I was saying the noise, yeah. And then, uh, you know, it, there is a few scriptures dealing with that, lifting your hands. And yeah. then I know some people like to think of it as like a, a surrendering, you know, where, well, yeah. where you, you know, if, if someone says, you know, put your hands up, you're like surrendering, showing yourself that yeah. you are vulnerable. Show your hands. <laughs> like when you're, <laughs> show your hands. Put your hands Those in the air. Your fists <laughs> better be open. <laughs> So I can pour out something on yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah, really. no, it no, is no, a, no. It is but a, a physical way to show to open that yourself up. Here I am, and yes. you are vulnerable. You know, yes, your arms you are. aren't crossed in front of you. You're not. No, you're not protecting your. You know, you're you know, not. you're opening yourself up, and so mm -hmm. yeah, that's you know why we we lift hands in worship. It mm -hmm. is a biblical thing. It is. Yeah, clapping is biblical clapping, as well. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even like instruments. It talks about you know. Um, what does it call them? The stringed instruments, tambourines, and, the and all tambourines, that kind of stuff. But it, you know, yeah, yeah, and oh. it can minister to different parts of. Because mm -hmm. worship at. is is should be um, all an all in thing. It shouldn't just yeah. be where you're intellectually worshiping, or maybe right. You know, it's it's an expression of your whole body. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're bowing down, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say in our culture today, the way we do church, you know, you're in a congregation mm -hmm. um, and that can be like extremely intimidating. So I almost, I look at it at times because it's like, like when we were talking about baptism, you know, that's a public profession of your love of Jesus. I mm -hmm. kind of view when you're in worship, you know, if you're just standing there kind of guarded hands down because you're nervous about somebody on your right or your left, you know, or mm -hmm. you don't want to be embarrassed or the only one or whatever, um, I think that's a way of like just re like kind of a recommitment, constant like a constant re. You know, the Bible talks about surrendering yourself and daily mm -hmm. dying to yourself because it is a constant walking out with the Lord. It's not just like a one and done. And so I think every time that you come into worship, you know, that is kind of an opportunity to when you put your hands up or you put them out, and you're like, it's or God another forbid way. you dance, woo! Oh my goodness, run, baby, run! <laughs> run. <laughs> or but just letting, yeah. just letting you are. Because you are publicly you're letting, you're free, but you're letting others see, see that I am all good. in and yeah. I am just here. I am worshiping God unabandoned, you know. Right. You think about King David, even in the Old Testament, yeah. how he, he danced, danced before, the, before Lord, the Lord and his own wife criticized him. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he was like, hey, you know, he was just so grateful to praise God and worship God. He said, yeah. I don't care how foolish I look. Yeah. yeah. You know, he made that declaration. Mm-hmm. I'm making a declaration. I'm trusting yeah. God. But, you know, there there is also, you know, the element I think um, is with worship is just you're wanting people to focus on the goodness of God and God's love, and, and that's where the music is supposed to take you and direct you to. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of times it just becomes more of a ritual thing where people just look at their watch and say, okay, if I come in 20 minutes after, I know the music <laughs> will be done, and then I'll just get the word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not real, really giving much value to that. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't understand something, you're not going to give it value. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't, you know, I guess it depends on, too, where you, what type of, if you grew up in church or not. But if you, going back to what I know, growing up in the um, Methodist, Methodist world, yes. world I, I never looked, like, when we would sing songs together, it was just kind of like, oh, we're going to sing about God now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really about encountering his presence at no. that moment. Although I will say there were times I know that I was now knowing what I know, I know I was hearing from God. I just didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And I had never really been taught that. So I didn't understand it. But um, but yeah, it was just like like you said, it's just, oh, this is what we do. We're just going to come together and sing about God and love on him and, uh, you know, let that be that. But I think a lot of people, you know, just worshiping God, sometimes you can, uh, you can definitely become, I mean, you can be healed. You can become whole, all of the above. You know, God can minister something to your heart. It doesn't just have to be through the pastor, although that plays a part, you know, speaking a word, but a lot of times, like you said, just underestimate. It's that personal. It's just you and God and the song and letting God speak to Mm -hmm. you through it. Right. And just realizing that, you know, it's really just opening yourself up to God's goodness and love. And that's Mm -hmm. what he wants. Yeah. I know one of the best ways to challenge what you believe is to talk to a Jehovah witness. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. They will hold you to the fire. Yes, because they will come all kinds of scriptures and they'll just, you know, um, and it's just like, okay, why do I believe that there's a heaven and a hell? Why do I believe that when I die, I'm not like a dog and get buried, but I go to heaven? Yeah. You know, why do I believe this way? So we just want to challenge you listeners today to examine on your core beliefs and just ask yourself, why do I believe this? Is it just because I was raised this way? Is it just because I was told this since I was a small child? Yeah. Or is it um, a personal belief that I can see in the the word of God that I can really know that this is God speaking to me about a specific subject that can know that this is what God has for me. Yes, yes. And challenge, you know, why? Ask yourself, ask God, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And allow him to reveal, you know, maybe are you doing it for a selfish reason or are you doing it to glorify him and letting it be worship to him? You know, let your life be a living sacrifice and worship to him. Yes. So, yes. so thank you so much for listening to us. Yes. And remember, we are just one click away. 